You're listening to Butter and Jam, a show about food by and for people who love to eat. My name's Katie. And I'm Amanda. Welcome to quarantine edition of Butter and Jam. We are safely socially distancing from very far away. Well, we're both still in Brooklyn. Right. We're probably just like four miles apart. <laughs> but, yep. Yeah. And we did meet up in the park last week and stayed six feet apart. We did. I almost made out with your dog. It was very good to uh, be near humans again, but not yeah. too close. Yep. Just your dog. It's a, it's a challenging time right now. It really is. And we wanted to hop on here and talk about what we've been doing during quarantine and how we're feeding ourselves and how we're cooking and still having fun. So what has been going on in your life since we last recorded? We last recorded in May and I was 3,000 months pregnant <laughs> and I had a baby in July. Yay. Baby Ozzy. <laughs> Um, and he's the best. He's eight months old now. And he's just a very joyful person. Um, and we are having a really fun time with him. He is objectively the cutest baby I've ever seen. So really cute. And he just has this very, he's just very special. I think he's, he's like, really lights up a lot of people's days like I've, I've witnessed it just walking down the street with him and people see him and just smile you know strangers in New York City regularly just are beaming at him yeah. so it's just a real gift he's really really special he is and what about you I am in a dietetic internship so I'm studying to I'm still studying to be a registered dietitian nutritionist I'm at a very large teaching hospital here in New York, um, and yeah, on the way to become a dietitian, and I became a certified intuitive eating counselor, so things are great. Things are going yeah. well. Well, you know, with a little interruption. Things are a bit paused for you at the moment, as are they for most people, right? Yeah, it's- so I have... Um, been put on pause for my internship. We're still doing some online learning, but I am not at the hospital right now. And I have to say, I'm a little relieved to not be around what's going on right now and let the people on the front line really handle it um, without any other distractions. So yeah, just kind of going one day at a time. I'm grateful to still have something to do. I know a lot of people have been laid off. So you and I both kind of still have our, our jobs or internships. So we're, we're lucky. Yeah, we are lucky, and we're just taking it a day at a time. I'm taking it one day at a time. Yeah. What else have you been doing during the days? How are you filling your time? So I am working um, from home and also um, chasing the baby around. Um, (laughs) And my husband is working also, so we're sharing baby duty and, and kind of passing him back and forth while we both work. Um, so, you know, that certainly has its 
challenges, but it's it's also been really special to um, to witness moments that maybe we would have missed if we weren't with him full time. Like he started um, pulling himself up to stand earlier this week, and you know it's been it's really nice to see that happen live. So a lot of my day is just spent on the floor with him, and it's <laughs> really wonderful. Oh, he's the best. Yeah, what about you? Um, well, equally important, you know, I am going through my record collection. That's been one thing that's keeping me busy. <laughs> um, yeah, kind of going through, like, every single one of my records from start to finish. And I know it sounds silly, but not having to have that anxiety of choice has been really nice. Because I don't know about you, but when you're like, what should I listen to? What should I watch next? It's nice to just have, like, oh, this one's next. And kind of going through that has been fun. Um, I do have a roommate, so I'm lucky to not be totally alone and I'm I'm grateful for her. Um, and yeah, keeping up with, with all my online learning experiences, but yeah, shout out to everyone in relationships, man. You guys really won. You really got it (laughs) nailed down before, (laughs) before we had to be quarantined inside. You know, (laughs) I, I will say another, um, a thing that we've been doing every day, at least once, if not multiple times a day, is FaceTiming with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been really wonderful and feeling, you know, really connected with people even when we're not together physically. Yeah, I totally agree. My family's in Los Angeles, and I was actually supposed to go home in April for Passover. So FaceTime and Zoom calls have been so important. My family and I are doing a nightly call and and that's just been really helpful and and catching up with people that you wouldn't normally call um during the week that's been kind of nice too so reconnecting with people has been sort of a a positive thing to come out of this yeah I agree it's really it's been really great um we just had dinner over Skype with a friend tonight and we've had like a Skype brunch and happy hour (laughs) you know we're breaking bread digitally with people, which is is really soothing to the spirit right now. Yeah. And I I think slowing down has been really important. Um, You know, I know a lot of people who work really hard and commute for a long time and sort of we're having to reprioritize things and really think about what's important right now and what, what do we need in this moment? What do we like, what's really essential? Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I think that we'll all come out of this differently. And speaking of what is essential, what a great intro to talking about pantry items right now. Yes. So yeah, how would you say you had, like how was your pantry before coronavirus? (laughs) (laughs) Pre-CV. My pantry was like, you know, a couple boxes of pasta, here and there, maybe some, maybe like a can of tomatoes, a can of coconut milk, some chickpeas, mm-hmm. um, and you know, chickpeas, coconut milk to make the stew yeah. <laughs> by Alice Roman, um, and some rice to make congee, um, and that's kind of it. That's kind of my; those are my standard things. What about mm-hmm. you? 
I'd say I I had like a fairly well-stocked pantry. I do like having canned fish around and canned beans. I tend to stock my freezer pretty well because my weekdays tend to be unpredictable. So it's nice to know that I have food, um, but food isn't getting spoiled in the fridge. So it was like pretty well stocked, but I would say now my fridge is like totally stocked and I feel much more comfortable knowing that I have things in the pantry where I can make multiple meals from. So what are some things that you bought um, for this lockdown? Two weeks ago today, we realized that we needed to go to the grocery store immediately because we had tried to order <laughs> groceries online and um, the next delivery option was more than 24 hours away and there were already things missing from the cart. And so, you know, it's a real luxury of living. Well, I guess this is more true nationwide. You can get things delivered. But anyway, so we decided to go to the store in the middle of the day and it felt like we got there like we couldn't have gotten there any sooner it was totally mobbed you know at like noon on a Thursday and there were really empty shelves there were almost zero beans to speak of (laughs) um except for like a few a few bags of dried beans and there were like something that I got that I thought was funny at the time and still haven't used but I will um is two cans of Jacob's cattle beans. <laughs> what? Is that um, like baked beans? No, it's like, it's just like an heirloom bean, I think. But yeah. I don't know what they taste like. They're pretty. But like, what a weird thing to buy. <laughs> um, and there was almost no pasta. There were some bonds of chickpea oh. pasta boxes left. So we got like four boxes of linguine. Um and we got some cans of tomatoes, but there was no canned fish left at all. The freezer section was totally empty. Um, we, yeah, so it was really crazy. The only ground meat I could find was bison. So I got some ground bison, um, got some chicken thighs and some frozen cod. And um, yeah, it feels like oh and coffee felt really essential (laughs) um (laughs) and I honestly don't even remember what else but we did spend a lot of money and it felt like a good plan at the time we got like some fresh greens so we could eat those first and it it was a really unsettling experience to be around so many people who were panic buying Mm -hmm. um and I've never experienced that before. So it was a pretty emotional, just like supermarket sweep, but not fun. Not in a fun game show way. <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, not fun at all. Yeah. Um, that was my baby monitor chirping. Oh. Um, yeah, so that, but then I felt pretty well stocked up. So we had, um, we got some ramen that we like to eat for a quick lunch and some veggie burgers that we like that are frozen. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It felt very crazy. I since have been back to the store one time and I got more coffee, two yeah. bags of coffee, which felt kind of luxurious at the time. And is, I feel like I should have gotten 10. 
<laughs> yeah, I will say going back to the supermarket um, a few days ago, like it, the, the shelves are stocked now. I think the, the panic buying has sort of passed. And in most grocery stores, you have been able to find a lot of things. When um, I back, there were two unpacked pallets of beans. Yeah. I'm talking about a paper. full pallet of chickpeas <laughs> and a full pallet of black beans. No joke. Great. No bean shortage anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I kind of did the same thing. I, I luckily went grocery shopping a few days before the panic started. Um, so I went to like my normal Trader Joe's and got my usual things, knowing that like something was probably going to happen. So I stocked up a little bit extra. Um, but I found that the smaller grocery stores were a lot better stocked than like Whole Foods, like you went. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that that was definitely an easier experience. But things that I got, um, definitely dried beans, which by the way, I've never really cooked before except once. And we'll kind of talk about that later on what we're actually making. Um, lots of grains. So I like this Israeli couscous from Trader Joe's, um, brown rice, quinoa kind of whatever I could get my hands on, lots of pasta, different shapes, eggs. Um, I like feel a panic attack whenever I don't have eggs typically in the fridge. So especially now I have been drinking alternative milks anyways recently, but that is one tip that, you know, almond milk, oat milk, those are going to last a lot longer than um, cow's milk. They can stay out of the refrigerator. So that's something that I thought was smart to pick up. Um, oats, tons of citrus. I have like so many uh, lemons and limes and oranges, lots of different alliums, leeks, uh, regular onions, shallots, got a lot of canned fish from anchovies and sardines to canned salmon and tuna, canned beans, canned tomatoes. I did get parsley and here's a tip that I've never done before because I've never really had to like stretch, you know, my ingredients for so long. But if you get um, like dill or parsley, um, if you cut off like about an inch of the stems and get a mason jar and fill it with about an inch of water and then put your parsley in there, my parsley has probably been good for like two weeks and it's still green and flourishing. And it was like limp. Yeah, it's still good. And it was limp and very sad. So highly recommend doing that. Don't know why it took me so long (laughs) to learn that tip. That's a really hot tip. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, frozen fish, frozen meat, frozen vegetables, um, yogurt. I think one thing that both you and I have been making are are baking a lot. And so having sort of the staples for, Mm -hmm. um, for baked goods like flour, baking soda, baking powder, lots of butter, um, sour cream or yogurt, 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 and (laughs) chocolate, um, or some kind of, you know, toss-ins like coconut or nuts. That's been, um, helpful to have. Have you, yeah. I, um, I read a, a Bon Appetit pantry stocking, um, article on my, on our way to the grocery store and was (laughs) freaking out trying to plan. Um, but one thing she said was to get like a treat for yourself that you like, um, which felt really nice. And we got a bag of chocolate chips and stuff to make cookies. And Mike made uh, Tara O'Brady's chocolate chip cookies. 
from her Seven Spoons cookbook the other night, and those just feel like real medicine in this time. Yeah, absolutely. I think baking is like so therapeutic anyways, and it's nice to have like a loaf, you know, that's just chilling on the kitchen counter. Um, That's something that I've always really enjoyed doing. Um, But yeah, I think like those are pretty good standard pantry items to have. And, um, you know, one thing to keep in mind when you're cooking is like you want to be able to stretch your ingredients and stretch your meals. So things like when you are cooking meat, maybe throwing in like some beans too, and then you kind of have double the amount of meat um, that you can have, you know, for the week. Um, or just, you know, adding, people can add like oats and things to their meat for, um, meatballs. And that's something, you know, that you can kind of extend, um, you know, just making sure that you're having enough that's lasting more than one meal. Um, I'm sure it's different, you know, cooking for two people, but just kind of keeping that in mind. Um, what are some other tips that you have? Um... Well, I've been thinking about, so I, I only got two pounds of ground bison. (laughs) So the first, the first one that I opened, I just planned on making two meals for the two of us Mm -hmm. from it. Um, And that felt helpful just kind of mentally. And they, so I did make a fun project, which was dumpling. Um, one night so I I just wanted like a really I just feel like you know I have time what else am I gonna do yeah and sounded fun to make dumplings um it's just flour and water so it's a really good um economy thing to make um so yeah I made the dough and I roll I separated it and and rolled it out really thin in these beautiful circles and I stacked it up and put it in the fridge for later and then it all stuck together Mm -hmm. and I had to totally just start over um which is fine and again what else am I going to do so um I just balled it up again and (laughs) re-rolled it up again um and, you know, I think it just helped the gluten to develop even more. So it was totally. fine. Yeah, it was part of the recipe. Totally. <laughs> so the next night, I, I gave up on it on the first night because there's only so many times I can roll out 30 dumplings. <laughs> um, but then I, so with my bison, I added um, soy sauce and ginger and garlic and I think a little bit of sugar. I followed, I kind of partially followed a recipe from, what? Was it like an Asian, like lion's head meatball recipe? No, it was like a dollar dumplings recipe from 101 Easy Asian Recipes (laughs) (laughs) cookbook, Mm -hmm. the like cookbook. And so it, yeah, it had a little bit of sugar in it and, oh, and it had that, um, that wine, cooking wine that you have. <laughs> Shoujing. <laughs> what is it? Shoujing. Mm-hmm. It's like X-I-A-O-X-I-N-G, I think. It kind of, it's, it's like a dry sherry. So I didn't have that for sure. 
<laughs> but I did have some like barely bottom of the bottle leftover orange wine. <laughs> so um, we used that and it was perfect. So yeah. I just used half of that ground meat mixture and put the rest in a pint container um, to use the next night. And my dumplings are great also. Did you make more dumplings the next night or did you use uh, it as something else? Some leftover, not leftover, but just from a long time ago, but they keep forever some dry ramen noodles mm-hmm. that were like brown rice and millet noodles. So I just made meatballs out of the leftover filling. Mm-hmm. And then I made the noodles separately and just added soy sauce and yeah. some fish sauce and some sesame seeds. I feel like that's something that can definitely happen is leftover fatigue. Um, mm-hmm. So just making sure that what's been helpful for me is like, you know, making it into something else the next day. Um, so I had like a spaghetti squash that I made one night and I just, you know, put, I think half of it with like Parmesan cheese and I had some chicken sausage. And then the next night I made like a creamy lemon sauce to put on top, just switching up. Like one thing can kind of prevent you from, I I know I get fatigued and, um, I get over leftovers. If it's like a stew, I'm over it by the third day. So just kind of like finding different ways, maybe making it into your breakfast the next day. Um, how can you kind of mix it up so that you're not getting bored of the same foods? Yeah, it's, it was nice to have, it was like a similar palette, you know, very similar flavors, but it was different texture, just a different meal. So that at least was a nice option. A different vehicle for your bison. Different vehicle, yeah. But I definitely will make dumplings again. It was really fun. Yeah. That sounds really fun. Um, I, let's see, I'm trying to think of like other magical ingredients or really helpful ingredients that I've had. And one thing that comes to mind is bacon. I don't normally buy bacon, but it's been very helpful to have in the fridge just to like have for breakfast or cook up and toss with pasta with like, you know, maybe some anchovies and red chili flakes. Um, It's a very versatile ingredient. And also heavy cream, which I don't usually have in my fridge as well. And that I used for like that creamy pasta dish. Um, And then I also whipped up some whipped cream for a dessert that I was making. So having versatile ingredients like that has been beneficial for sure. You still have bacon? I still have bacon, yeah. I only eat like two strips a day. So, (laughs) So delicious. So... You should make Chrissy Teigen's, um, it's like pad thai carbonara. <gasps> that sounds very good. Probably have a lot of the stuff for it. It's so good. Yeah. It's like Asian, Asian-y, but then it has like this creamy egg, egg yolk sauce. That sounds amazing. It's really uh, good. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Was it, have there been any other ingredients that that you've been like really glad that you bought? I also had cabbage, like a big head of cabbage, and I I haven't cooked it yet, but it seems like a an economical. Well, one thing that I've been devastated to be without is mayonnaise. <laughs> oh no, I have two jars of it. <laughs> I don't have any, and I did get some tuna and some 
you know, I have lots of beans and I do like a good kind of mayonnaise Southern salad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have had just like, I made a, um, the, I can't remember his name right now, but the, there's a kale pesto pasta recipe that Bon Appetit published in January. And I made that the other night. And then I used some of the leftover pesto mixed with beans on a salad for lunch. Yeah. See, repurposing. Love yeah. it. That was great. The, as a side note, the recipe didn't have any salt in it. Can you what? believe it? No. Did you add salt? First. <laughs> and then I added too much. <laughs> um, but it was still tasty. So well, that was my mayonnaise replacement. And it was, you know, it's fine. You could also make your own mayonnaise. I didn't even think of that till now. <laughs> but I only have olive oil. You don't have eggs? Isn't it like an egg yolk and oil? But I, I thought like a neutral oil. Can it be olive oil? Sure. Anything could be olive oil, you know? I did. My friend Ashley makes it um, with an immersion blender. Oh, I have one of those that I never use. That's a great idea. Gonna Thanks. look into it. I'll report back. Well, one thing that you and I both made uh, is Allison Roman's caramelized shallot tomato and anchovy pasta. Mm -hmm. And that is also still sitting in my fridge um, because it makes two batches when you make it, but it's like six shallots, a whole tin of anchovies minus the oil a whole tube of tomato paste and some garlic, right? Am I missing anything? Yeah. And it was really good, but let me tell you something. Chili flakes. <laughs> yeah, too much. It was a little spicy for me. But I, let me tell I, you something. I Anytime always back on chili flakes. You always add extra chili flakes? No, I always hold back. <laughs> yeah. so it was I should have done that. I was like, it was pretty spicy. Um but anytime I spend a long time on a pasta sauce, I always feel like it just tastes like hamburger helper. What? <laughs> like it just tastes like it doesn't have it doesn't taste that special. I don't know. I mean it was really good, but it didn't change my life. Okay. Wow. This is the first time you're telling me that. Um <laughs> I think it's very good because it's like a new mommy bomb in your mouth. It's just like yes. every mommy flavor. And yeah. What was that? It's like sweet and savory. Yeah. The, yeah. No, I agree. And um, that's why I got the parsley. I think that you really need that like freshness at the end. Yeah. No, it was really good. And I did. I, I also mixed <laughs> the leftovers of that sauce with beans. <laughs> you're just making everything with beans I will say I usually get like I don't I don't know what kind of tuna but like what brand it is but usually a like wild caught canned tuna situation I couldn't it was totally sold out when I went to the grocery and but I did find some tuna at Walgreens you mm -hmm. know tuna mm -hmm. except not true <laughs> It I got, like, Bumblebee brands, you know? Uh-huh. It's disgusting. Is it? <laughs> it's so gross. But I have been eating it anyway. Because you don't have mayonnaise. <laughs> I know. I've just been mixing it with beans, and 
I mean, I don't know. This isn't helpful for anyone, but I maybe it's a hot tip of what not to make. Another <laughs> Alice and Roman thing we both made that I did really like is her um, lemon turmeric tea cake, which is basically just a pound cake. So we had different experiences. Yours came out well. You you followed okay. the instructions. I followed the recipe. <laughs> no substitutions. So I have whole wheat. It's like whole wheat white flour. I don't know. It's whole wheat flour. And so I substituted that and I overbaked it. <laughs> and then I just like left it out on the counter. So it got super dry really fast. <laughs> did you Did you add that whipped cream to it? I did add the whipped cream to it, but I will say if you overbake a pound cake, just cut off all the edges and then eat the center. It works. It works it, for like a day. It is like a loaf pan size, but it has a one stick of butter and one cup of sugar. Yeah. It's a pound cake. It was yeah. really tasty. Yeah. I um <laughs> I did not enjoy it, but um I am, I have some bananas ripening, so I'm going to make Chrissy Teigen's banana bread. What it, what's special about that? Uh, it has one container of vanilla pudding mix. And yeah. it's so good. I made um, some incredibly, like, desert storm dry banana bread last <laughs> week. Um, we well, still ate it in, like, two days. Did you make? <laughs> well, here's what happened that went wrong. I used so in our apocalypse shopping all the only flour we could find was like a gluten-free all-purpose flour (laughs) so it just gluten-free all-purpose flour is it's not flour you know it's like garbanzo beans (laughs) yeah so it's like sandy and it tastes like beans (laughs) so that was the base of my banana bread um and then I added coconut and sesame seeds which I think is a great addition, but I think that added even more so to the dry, the dryness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All in all, it was kind of a fail. But again, ate the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited to make banana bread. Her recipe calls for six bananas in a bunt pan, which I don't have. So we'll just see what I put That's it in. Cake, right? We're talking about a cake right now. Yeah, it's probably cake-like. Sure. I also, did you make pumpkin bread? We both have canned pumpkin. No, I forgot about it after we talked about it, but that's a good (laughs) idea. I would like to make that. I was thinking of making like a savory pasta with the pumpkin. There's some like vegan creamy pasta recipes that have like nutritional yeast and, you know, almond milk. (laughs) Maybe some gluten-free flour too. One thing, one thing that's fun about having a bag of flour of real, like glutinous flour, in a time like this, is that you can you can make pasta, you can make dumpling dough. One thing I have been missing that I'd like to add to my next grocery run is yeast because I I'd like to experiment yeah. more with some raised. Okay. Me too, Amanda. But haven't been able to find it at the grocery stores. I feel like we're not the only yeah, ones. Thank you. <laughs> Yep. maybe order it online yeah um, sure yeah and then I, th- I think another tip is to have like a running list of 
ingredients or items to get for your next grocery run so that you're not like really stressed making your list right before you go to the supermarket. Um, and then also have a list of recipes you want to try, you know, get excited, get back into your cookbook collection, find things online, make a list of things that, that you want to make, um, just to, you know, plan ahead, which I never do. (laughs) Have Have you rediscovered any cookbooks that you're excited about? That's a good question. I we talked about this already, but the hundred and one um, like easy Asian recipes by Lucky Peach is really good. Um, oh gosh, is there anything else? I I have the Mile End Cookbook, which has a lot of like brisket. Yeah, making locks. Um, probably not going to do that. But that's another ingredient, actually, not locks, but um, pickled and fermented foods. Um, you know, I have like a jar of sauerkraut in the fridge. I have a jar of miso. I think those are two ingredients that A, will last forever and B, can be used for a lot of different purposes. Like you can use miso as almost like a substitute for chicken broth, you know, kind of making like a flavorful broth before cooking it with grains. Um, and sauerkraut can just go on anything. It really kind of brightens up whatever dish you have. So yeah, fermented foods. One thing that we might make our own (laughs) yeah you I mean you have that cabbage yeah (laughs) one thing that I was craving tonight but couldn't make because I don't have yeast is like a flatbread like a non kind of bread Mm -hmm. um, with like a shawarma filling oh that sounds very good you can get frozen non or roti but I I'm not at the grocery oh well you know next time wait so do you have flour now or you still have the gluten-free flour we got real flour oh great, Although great, great the chocolate chip cookie recipe uses three cups of flour which is kind of feels like a lot yeah uh, totally worth it still eating them every day <laughs> um but we're we're due for another bag soon nice yeah those staples good to have yeah so what is What's your, if you had to go into your kitchen right now and pull something just off the shelf, what would you make? Um, like for a meal, like for dinner or something. Oh, what would I make? You know, sardines, I think, are delicious. So maybe just like toasting up some bread cracking open maybe that canned fish that you got me from Portugal and putting it on toasted bread with a squeeze of bread are we talking about right now so I bought a loaf of sourdough bread okay is that allowed are you okay with that that sounds great (laughs) I just the only we bought some frozen Ezekiel bread Mm -hmm. but imagining a sardine on a piece of (laughs) is the worst thing I've ever heard of (laughs) <laughs> like a rustic loaf. <laughs> yeah. Sourdough. Great. Sourdough. You know, some flaky salt, some lemon juice, chili flakes. That sounds good. Um, I also got these canned, like, gigantic beans from Trader Joe's that like those Greek big beans in a tomato sauce and those are delicious and can be used for like a lot of different things. So I've been into like beans on toast. <laughs> and what? You can pan fry those guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Delicious. What would you make? Well, my friend texted me that he had made some 
anchovy butter pasta. Mm. And I can't stop thinking about that. I didn't ask any follow-up questions, so I have no (laughs) idea what it means. But I will, and I'll report back. Amazing. Yeah, I think beans are the unsung hero of this lockdown. Um, I know Allison Roman has a recipe for brothy beans where you just cut up a bunch of onions. You have a whole head of garlic, put some beans with some water and let it simmer all day. Um, That's definitely on the docket for me that I have something to cook and eat for the rest of the week. Okay, hear me out. I mean, what are you, are you going to eat those beans? (laughs) And how are you going to eat them? (laughs) Asking for a friend. I also bought some dry beans. I don't know what to do with them. I know. Um, I think like definitely putting it on toast. I think that you can even like top it with a fried egg. You could top it with like a salad, (laughs) Like, like toss some greens with lemon juice and put that on top and eat it. Um, how else would I eat beans? I don't know. Just like heat them up. Just eat them in a bowl. All right. I don't know. I guess I'll pour it back because I've never eaten beans for a whole week. Beans all week. My digestive system won't be happy, but. What else do you have to do in quarantine? (laughs) (laughs) Um. Well, there's also uh, veggie burgers you can make with beans. If you had, yeah. like, I think, like, walnuts are a great veggie burger addition. Maybe mm-hmm. some rice. I don't know what else. Oats. Yeah. Sure. For sure you can make. Oh, can I have one more question for you. Okay. Kale stems. I have some. Okay. Should I do anything? Yeah, cook them up. I would um, like chop them up and saute them. It's almost like like broccoli. Mm-hmm. Or toss it with pasta. I would definitely cook that. I always buy the greens and the kale that's like already chopped. So I don't have the luxury of ripping my leaves and separating the stems from the leaves. I, I had that luxury. And let me tell you. It was fine. (laughs) Um, But I kept the stems because it felt like, you know, irresponsible to throw food away right now. You know, it does seem like we're all being a lot more mindful of food waste and repurposing food. I saw on Instagram, I think it was David Chang, um, took his scallion roots, like the white part with the roots, put them in a jar of water, and they're now growing more scallions. So doing those kind of things kind of making us all mindful um, is, yeah, very important now. That's really great. Mm-hmm. Well, stay safe. Be well. You yes, you too. Hang in there, everyone, and um, keep cooking because that's keep fun. Cooking. Something to look forward to. <laughs> and eat with your friends over Skype. It's really nice. Yeah, it's fun. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Butter and Jam. Come along.